you probably remember where you were when this happened. Thank you. Thank you very much, everybody. Sorry to keep you waiting. Complicated business. Complicated. Donald Trump was elected president. But what if he had help? What if he was put into the most powerful office in the world by one of the United States' greatest foes? I'm Matt Bevan, and this is... Russia, if you're listening. From my tiny, dark studio, I've read every update on the Trump saga. Has he filed it? Have you, have you run it yet? Because I can't listen to 8 o'clock, you see? Yeah. Trump has officially sent the list of... I love this story. For the Asia That's all I'm doing in Asia. Probably far more than I should. Should I go in? Okay. At least that's according to RN Breakfast presenter Fran Kelly. You're listening to RN Breakfast. It's 27 minutes to nine. When Matt comes in every morning at five o'clock, he's already got the Trump impersonation of the day ready to go for all of us. He's completely full bottle on what's happened in the White House overnight. He's just chock-a-block with Trump and can't wait to get on air and talk about it. Episode by episode, we are going to feature the main players here, from the so-called coffee boy to the Russian troll factory to a former Australian opposition leader who got involved somehow, you will know the role everyone and everything played, and more importantly, why. We'll also keep you updated every week about every twist and turn of the investigation. This week, the US President himself, Donald Trump. He likes to pretend that he has never had a relationship with Russia, but just how true is that? Let's start with a little bit of history. New York in the 80s was all about three things. Money, greed and power. Wall Street was dominated by corporate raiders, junk bonds and amoral yuppies chasing dizzying amounts of cash. The suits were sharp, the mobile phones were huge and Donald Trump was king. In the late 80s, Donald Trump took the first steps to making himself famous by talking to David Letterman. It was all about building the Trump name. A billion. You're worth a billion dollars? Perhaps. 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 Are we the low side of perhaps or the high side? He also had his eye on Russia. His dream was to build a luxury hotel right across the street from the Kremlin. He knew that if he could build a Trump building with his big Trumpy name on it, right across the road from where the Russian president lives, that would be a big PR coup for him, and PR is extremely important to his business. Trump and his then-wife Ivana flew to Moscow to check out potential locations. Trump loved it. He toured the best parts of Moscow, stayed in the fanciest suite of the fanciest hotel and scoped out sites for his development, which his Russian hosts seemed very excited about. Again and again, throughout the 80s and 90s, Trump tried to build this Moscow hotel, but he was thwarted by mounting debts and a string of corporate bankruptcies. But Trump wasn't going to let such small issues get in the way of his dream. The Moscow Tower was back on his agenda in 2013, and he was happy to tell anyone who would listen. Here he is talking to the press at the Miss Universe pageant in Moscow. We're thinking about doing a Trump Tower Moscow. 
So we're talking to a group of people about doing that. Now, the Miss Universe pageant weekend in 2013 is important. While Donald Trump was there, he spent a lot of time showering Russian President Vladimir Putin in compliments. Like this in an interview with a US journalist from Moscow. Do you have a relationship with Vladimir Putin, a conversational relationship or anything that you feel you have sway or influence over his government? I do have a relationship and I can tell you that he's very interested in what we're doing here today. He's probably very interested in what you and I are saying today and I'm sure he's going to be seeing it in some form. But I do have a relationship with him and I think uh, it's very interesting to see what's happened. I mean, look, he's done a very brilliant job in terms of what he represents and who he's representing. If you look at what he's done with Syria, if you look at so many of the different things, he has really eaten our president's lunch. Let's not kid ourselves. Even before Trump arrived for the pageant weekend, he tweeted, Do you think Putin will be going to the Miss Universe pageant in November in Moscow? If so, will he become my new best friend? Donald Trump was on the hunt for new Russian friends, and clearly he set his sights high. But even if Putin didn't become Trump's new best friend, he had plenty of other options. A long list of rich Russian mates was the reason he felt that he was able to make a serious crack at setting up his Moscow Trump Tower. One of those mates was Aris Agarilov. He's a construction builder from Azerbaijan, a developer oligarch, and he's known as Putin's builder. Aris Agarilov was Trump's business partner in the Miss Universe competition. Trump wanted access to Putin and wanted his tower, and Agarilov wanted something too, something completely different. He was hoping to use Trump's fame to launch the music career of his son, Emin. Those are the slick tunes of Emin Agarilov there. The deal included the production of this sweet music video, which features Emin, Donald Trump himself, and bizarrely, many of the 2013 Miss Universe contestants who Emin sort of is chasing around a hotel. It's, it, it's an odd music video. Emin, wake up. Come on. What's wrong with you? Emin, let's get with it. You're always late. You're just another pretty face. I'm really tired of you. You're fired. But despite the Agarilov's backing, Donald Trump wasn't able to get Putin to meet him at the pageant, and he wasn't able to get that Trump Tower built. But set aside the building, the networking, the pageant and the schmoozing, Donald Trump's weekend in Moscow in 2013 is significant for another reason. This is the very same weekend a former British spy claims that a source told him that Donald Trump hired sex workers to urinate on his hotel bed. It's the weekend of the infamous PP tape. We will get into this more when we talk about the man behind the Trump dossier, that former British spy, Christopher Steele. But for now, let's just say that Donald Trump has dismissed the story as made-up junk. And to be honest, there isn't any hard evidence that it really happened. Does anyone really believe that story? I'm also very much of a germaphobe, by the way. (laughs) Believe me. So, look, it's only worth mentioning because if an encounter like this happened and was videotaped by Russian spies, it's exactly the kind of thing that could potentially be used to blackmail a president. So, 
What does Donald Trump and his team say these days about his history with Russia? In January last year, Trump fired off this tweet. Russia has never tried to use leverage over me. I have nothing to do with Russia. No deals, no loans, no nothing. And it's true that despite 20 years of haggling, his Moscow Trump Tower never happened. Even after he announced his plan to run for president, Trump's company was still trying to build it, but the deal was abandoned for good, just before the Republican Party primaries kicked off in January 2016. Donald Trump's team have also denied repeatedly that he has any association with Russia. If the president puts Russian salad dressing on his salad tonight, somehow that's a Russian connection. Trying to build a high-rise tower in Moscow is not illegal. Chasing Russian cash, complimenting Vladimir Putin and hanging out with oligarchs is not against the law. We don't know if Russia has tried to use leverage against Trump, but the claims that he has nothing to do with Russia at all are nonsense. So, why should you care about this? People generally think one of two things about Donald Trump. Either he colluded with Russia to win the election deliberately, or that he's totally innocent. But there is a third possibility. By lusting after Russian cash for so long, by spending time in Moscow, by needing something from Russians, he fell into a trap. A little bit like a frog in a pot that doesn't realise that the temperature of the water is getting hotter and hotter until it's just too late. A rich guy who wants to build a hotel might not seem like all that much of a target for the Kremlin, but keep in mind Donald Trump has expressed interest in politics for decades. He's kind of been running for president on and off since the 80s. It doesn't take a big stretch of the imagination to think that Russia might have taken an opportunity to gather a little compromise. That's compromising material on him just in case. According to experts in the art of spycraft, a lot of Donald Trump's supposed personality traits make him particularly vulnerable to being influenced. example, he is susceptible to flattery. Nobody knows the system better than me. He has an extremely high opinion of himself. I alone can fix it. He has spent a lot of his life chasing women. Grab him by the pussy. <laughs> I can do any of that. He has at times been in massive financial trouble. I went through a period of two years that was truly tough. So what if Trump was caught in a Russian web long before he even considered a career in politics? In future episodes, we're going to talk a lot more about Donald Trump and his closest associates. We'll discuss why Donald Trump's associates may have found themselves vulnerable if they came into contact with a particularly determined former spy from St. Petersburg. Perhaps the former CIA director John Brennan said it best. I have studied uh, Russian uh, intelligence activities over the years and have seen it, um, again, manifest in many different of our counterintelligence cases and and how they have been able to get people, including inside of CIA, to become treasonous. Sometimes it happens willingly, but sometimes it doesn't. Frequently, individuals who go along that treasonous path do not even realise they're along that path until it gets to be a bit too late. Next episode, the man luring people down this dangerous road, the Machiavellian genius, the man with a finger in every pie, the bare-chested, horse-riding, lion-fighting, all-powerful Russian Superman. But once you look into Vladimir Putin, you find that all is not as it seems. That's in the next episode of Russia, if you're listening. Russia.